for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. Ha. Letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. Ha. Black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gon' knock, the snare gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gon' pour, the speakers gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Blab chat, blab chat, blab chat, blab chat, blab chat, blab chat, blab chat. We're here, baby. Yeah. Let that shit ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. All right. Welcome to another episode of Blab Chat. I go by the name of Ill Mind. That intro is not as epic without my co-hosts here. Um, shout to my co-hosts, Atlas the Plug, Glam, Love Perfection. Uh, they couldn't make it today. Multiple multiple things going on right now. So we're dolo here. Um, I go by the name of Ill Mind. And uh, welcome to Blab Chat. This is episode... <laughs> I'm so off right now. I don't know what episode it is right now. 112? Maybe. Let's see. Let's look it up. Yeah, I think it's uh, episode 112. But regardless, welcome to Blab Chat, man. First of all, I want to shout out uh, all of our subscribers, all of our listeners, um, all of the producers and creators out there. Um, shout to you guys, man. Um, you know... Thank you guys so much for showing us so much love over the years, over all these hundreds of episodes. Um, you know, you guys have been tuned in, paying attention, uh, you know, hopefully taking away some gems, some jewels and applying, you know, some of this stuff to your own uh, pursuits and your own career. So uh, shout to you guys, man, um, you know, whether you're subscribed on YouTube or SoundCloud, you know, wherever you're listening right now, um, we appreciate you. So thank you so much. Uh, and we're here, man. Blab chat, uh, another episode. And, uh, you know, there's so many things, uh, that are, that are happening right now. I'm really excited about 2020. We're closing in on the end of 2019 and it's been a really insane journey, amazing ride, uh, really, really another super impactful, um, year, you know, obviously we've lost, a lot of uh a lot of amazing talent um you know rest in peace juice world most recently um you know so uh it, it's it's been a really impactful year on the positive and the um you know uh negative side of things as well but um you know prayers go out to all the soldiers man that fell this year um but we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep their legacies alive man and keep this uh keep this thing going. So first of all, shout out to all the creators out there. We are going into 2020 and uh a couple announcements um that I made recently uh that I want to share with you guys. One being that I am hitting the road again in 2020 for my official Blap Sessions 2020 tour. 
formerly known as Pass the Ox. We switched the name to Blap Sessions. Makes perfect sense. I probably should have called it Blap Sessions um, in the beginning. But uh, so we're going on tour. Uh, I'm going to different cities uh, every month starting in February of next year. And uh, if you've been living under a rock and you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'll quickly explain to you what we're doing. So for the past uh, three years, I've been visiting different cities every month. And basically what I'll do is I'll book a private studio space and I'll invite a small handful of upcoming music producers, artists, creative people into the studio. And we basically spend five, six hours together. Uh, You get to come in and literally plug the aux in and play your music. I give you feedback, um, you know, give you some constructive criticism. We talk about your aspirations, uh, your, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And we sort of create this like intimate dialogue um, setting uh, in the studio. And it's, it's really, uh, it's really hard to uh, fully understand and, and appreciate uh, how amazing these meetups have been uh, if you haven't been to yet. So um, I'm hitting the road again next year uh, in February. Starting in February, I'm going to start February 17th. I'm going to Phoenix, Arizona. And then on February 18th and 19th, I'll be in Los Angeles. Uh, March, I'm doing Miami, Florida, Orlando, Florida, and then New York City, of course. In April, I'll be coming to New Orleans, uh, Houston, Texas, and Austin, Texas. In May, I'll be coming to the Midwest. I uh, can't wait. Minneapolis, Milwaukee, and Chicago, I'm pulling up. And then in June, I'm going overseas. We're going to do two dates in London, one in Berlin, and then one in Milan, Italy, which I'm very, very excited about. So if you hear your city, and you're interested in pulling up, if you're a producer and you want to meet your peers, you want to meet me, you want to get inspired, get empowered, um, sign up for the Blap Sessions. Um, you can uh, go to my website right now, illmindproducer.com to sign up. And in addition to that, um, you know, I think at this point you maybe know about it, but I recently dropped my own app and give myself another air horn because I'm feeling really, really excited about it. So I created an app available on the Apple store and on the Android store, and it's called ill mind connect. Uh, and I've been working on this thing for a while, really, really, really excited to have rolled that out. Um, so if you haven't downloaded my app yet and you're listening to this, do that right now. It's completely free. It's called ill mind connect. You're probably wondering, all right, what does the app do? So basically, I wanted to design uh, an app and an environment where everything is sort of contained in one place. So within the app, you can do multiple things. So uh, you can uh, book your slot for Blap Sessions. You could purchase uh, drum kits, uh, which, by the way, are always going to be discounted on the app. So from now on, moving forward, you'll be getting uh, unique discount codes that work in the app only uh, that you can use to purchase Blap Kits. Um, There's also uh, some really great inspiration content on there. One of my favorite features of the app is the push notification 
feature where, um, you know, every other day, um, sometimes every day, um, you know, I get to send you guys a push notification of uh, inspirational quotes and uh, just inspiration in general, blab tips, motivation, um, you know, just stuff to keep you uh, on your toes uh, and, you know, may hopefully help push you and, and stay motivated throughout the week. Um, so you guys are going to get those push notifications uh, through the app as well. Uh, and, uh, just, just some really cool content. I'm going to be writing more blogs. And, uh, also too, if you are a member of my elite club, the Illmind Platinum Club, you can log into your club directly into the app, um, to take advantage of more of the new free stuff that, uh, my club members receive as well. So a lot of goodies on my app. Um, you know, definitely appreciate all the guys, um, and girls out there that have downloaded the app, all you guys that are enjoying the app. Um, hope you guys fuck with it. And if you don't have the app yet, go get it. It's called ill mind connect, uh, and, uh, grab that. It's free and, um, hopefully it inspires you and empowers you. Right. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot going on, you know, I haven't done a solo episode in a while, but I've been getting some really good feedback uh, the last time I did this, I think it might've been episode 99 or 98. And it was really just sort of this like stream of consciousness, uh, where it was just me sort of, uh, going, going completely in on, uh, a lot of the stuff we talk about on this podcast. And, you know, the majority of you guys that are listening right now are music producers, music, uh, you know, artists, creators, uh, maybe even just curious about music, but you know, the majority of you guys, uh, are up and coming and, uh, you know, to a certain extent, we're all sort of up and coming, but when I say up and coming, I'm, you know, kind of referring to, you know, you're a music producer and you're trying to, you know, figure out how to generate some income. You want to turn this into a career, uh, and you want to sort of explore the different, methodologies and tactics and marketing strategies to get you closer to reaching those goals. And that's sort of the basis of what this podcast is. But, um, you know, lately I've been really thinking deeply about, um, my own career and what it was like for me in the beginning, you know, those first one, two, three, five, six years of, wanting to pursue music production, not having, you know, the uh, many relationships in the industry, not sort of knowing where to maneuver or um, how to build relationships, how to network, how to start generating some income. All, all of these things in the beginning were very confusing and there weren't too many resources for knowledge. And so I think about 2019. And I think about moving into 2020 and I look at the status of the production community, uh, and the types of resources that we have now compared to, you know, 10 years ago. And, uh, and it's pretty fucking remarkable and fascinating. And so I've been thinking about this a lot lately, lately, um, thinking about the types of things that I did when I was coming up that helped me and hurt me as well, and how those specific strategies, and I don't even want to call them strategies, I call them mindsets, how those mindsets uh, are 
still so very relevant today, even with all this technology. So I'll start here. The the first thing that that we should maybe you know shed some light on is the fact that now in 2019 going into 2020, I think there's no doubt that there are so many resources and so much information uh, regarding the music production uh, pursuit, the music production uh, ecosystem. There's YouTube uh, tutorials, there's blogs, there's, you know, stuff that I do and and different, you know, influencers that also um, feed, you know, the community information. We have drum kits and sample loops at our disposal that are affordable, that could help with our craft. Um, we have technology that's relatively free or, or relatively affordable. Um, so, you know, music, the art of music production nowadays... Um, is so much more accessible than it was 10, 15 years ago. And, and I think that's a good starting point because the, the first thing I think we should pay attention to and realize is that there are no more excuses, okay? Um, the idea that anybody can have great drum sounds, anybody can download loops, we can even, you know, trigger chord progressions without knowing how to play a piano. Anybody could start an Instagram page, Twitter page, Facebook page, BeatStars page for relatively cheap or free. And you can really take matters into your own hands and get things going. Uh, so so the, the first thing I want to I want to look at is the fact that it's very easy to just start to gain momentum in the beginning and to just, uh, you know, get your foot in the door and, and establish your presence. Right. Um, and if you're not doing those basic things in the beginning, then you're, you know, you're not, um, headed into the trajectory of success. So at the very baseline of things, if you're an upcoming music producer or creator, the first thing is that you should have the right equipment, the right software, and you should focus on your craft. So, so to me, step number one would be focus your energy and time into the craft, creating music, right? And that's no different than it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. When I was in that stage and when I first started, uh, obviously I didn't have YouTube, I didn't have the resources, but what I did have was the drive and the passion and the intent to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to purchase and I'm going to acquire the minimum amount of hardware and software that will allow for me to make music. Right. And for me back then it was a keyboard, a computer and records. Right. And so I'll go to the dollar bin and I would, whatever little money I had, I would buy, you know, old records and sample those and manipulate those. Um, but I also had, um, time, right. I allocated my time into working on my craft. So that the, the whole idea of investing your time and utilizing whatever little resources you have is still no different than it is today. Today, the only difference is it's just a lot easier to do that. You don't have to go to eBay and purchase a $1,500 keyboard anymore. You can have a computer with uh, 
you know, a free program or a doll that's like, you know, relatively affordable and you can get that going. So I, I, w- I would say, man, like w- one of the most powerful things I think that we can all do as music producers is l- let's let's simplify what we're doing. And 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 I want to I want to see more simplification and less complication. Right. I, I think the gift and the curse with all of this information that's out here is that it's just so much information, so much strategy, so many different avenues that we can do. We can do click funnels. We can do beat stars. We can lease. We can do exclusives. We can, uh, you know, uh, do Instagram ads and Facebook ads and, and retargeting and, and email lists. And there's all this. There's so much shit out there that everybody is just being bombarded with in terms of strategy and, and, and marketing and all this. And and don't get me wrong. A lot of that stuff is great. Okay. And you should do your research and explore that stuff. But I, I think we're forgetting the, probably the most important thing about being a music producer. It's keeping it simple, getting your ass in the fucking studio and just making music just make the music um i wish there was a statistic um that sort of showed how many music producers are in the studio and how much time they're spending on their phone or how much time they're spending thinking about marketing or how much time they're spending watching youtube tutorials as opposed to spending time creating music Um, and I think that number is probably staggering and I think that number is probably pretty scary. Um, I would go as far as to say that there's a lot of creators out there that are just so distracted right now. It's directly impacting and affecting the actual music, um, and the actual process of making music. And I'm saying that because it happens to me too, right? Um, you know, when I'm in the studio creating, I still sort of try to maintain this habit of putting all distractions aside and really focusing on creating music and getting into, you know, what we like to call flow state, right? And I think flow state is literally, in my opinion, should always be the goal and should be the priority as a creator. Um, you know, all the greatest minds that have ever lived, all of the most legendary um, people that have walked the earth in the past two, three, four, five thousand years, um, you know, research has shown that every single one of these people um, has functioned um, under this flow state, right? And, and I don't want to get too deep into the brain and stuff because I'm not a professional, but I've done a lot of research and I've seen uh, you know, read up on a lot of, you know, different types of people. And, and I sort of compare that to my trajectory and what I'm doing. And, you know, there's these different states that the brain is in, you know, there's conscious and then there's beta and there's theta and you keep going deeper and deeper into these, uh, states, mind states. And one of the most powerful mind states to be in is called flow. And, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, flow is sort of this mind state where, you know, the brain sort of shuts down, you know, the conscious sort of everyday tasks uh, as a priority. 
and it sort of puts it's rewired and your energy goes into the moment and your energy goes into being in flow and it's the same thing as you know playing the keyboard and finding uh, a nice sound or piano riff that you want to kind of build off of or getting in your DAW and programming drums and switching hi-hat patterns, uh, really being focused on one task. And that's the same as if you were, let's say, a chef and you're in the kitchen and you're, you know, you're putting a dish together and it's like you've been there for three hours and you've made, you know, 15 different, uh, 15 of the same dish 15 times one by one by one by one and you're sort of in this flow state where uh your mind is kind of on autopilot right um and and you know most times when people are in flow state it's you know it feels good it feels natural if you feel like you are accomplishing something you feel like you're working towards something and you feel like you know there's some type of like uh payoff at the end of it right and for us as music producers the payoff is a beat uh, for artists, the payoff is a song, right? And so that that's why music is so powerful because it's really easy for us to put ourselves into flow state without knowing that we're in flow state. So being in flow is extremely important. Um, I think most, if not all of you guys that are listening to this right now or watching this right now that create music um, have been in flow state without even knowing that you were which is also a good thing. Um, but just know that when you're in that flow and you're in there creating music, that is the state of mind. And that is the type of energy that you want to try to chase after and prioritize for most of the time. Right. And like I said, I did that for the first, you know, at least for the first five years, six years, it was 90% of my day, and 90% of my priorities were um, focused on getting into flow state, getting in the studio, creating music, whether it's a loop or chopping a sample or programming drums or making beats or, you know, collaborating with people. It was always just flow, flow, flow. Everything is flow. And the other, you know, 10, 15% of it was marketing, strategy, all that stuff. And, you know, knock on wood, um, it worked out for me. And, and the funny thing about it is despite how far I've come and how long I've been doing this and whatever level of success I've reached, it's still the same with me. Um, may have shifted a little bit, but for the most part, you know, and I say this in interviews all the time, 90% of my energy and priority and time goes into being in flow state, meaning, um, 90% of my time, I'm in the studio creating something, creation. The the idea of creating something puts me into flow. The other 10% is Blab Sessions. The other 10% is the podcast, you know, um, engaging with my Platinum Club members, creating drum kits, thinking of marketing strategies. I have uh, such a deep passion for that stuff as well. And so... I'm able to incorporate those things uh, very easily into my, my daily life. And then, you know, obviously my personal life as well. So, you know, I say all this to say that, you know, I, th I think what we want to do moving forward and what we all should try is let, let's, let's simplify things. 
let's not be too overwhelmed by the strategies, the funnels, the fucking this, the YouTube tutorials, this, that, this, that. Like, if if making music and being a music producer is what you want to do, and if that's what brings you the most joy, then there's no reason why you shouldn't be prioritizing yourself to get in a studio and create and be in flow state. And I know that sounds so simple, but that's the whole point. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? That there is no complicated answer to how to become a successful music producer. Um, the, the, the simplest idea is the answer. And the answer is get in a studio make music, get into flow state, and don't worry so much about the strategy and the marketing. And I'm not saying to not pay attention to it and not put energy into it, but don't let the marketing funnel strategy, this, that, this, that, consume your mind from, um, you know, taking away from the actual creative and the actual thing that you are. Um, you know, there's this sort of concept that I've been kind of talking about a lot recently, and it's the idea of how every, you know, small decision that we make every day all adds up to what we become, right? And so life is really just this sort of journey of moments, right? There's 24 hours in a day. Let's say, uh, you know, you wake up at 8 a.m. So from 8 a.m., that starts your day. And and from that point moving forward for the rest of your day, you're experiencing these micro moments, right? We like to call them micro moments. Um, getting up from bed, going to the bathroom to, you know, wash up, brush my teeth, do all that stuff. Um, whatever you do in the morning, that's a micro moment. That might take you 15 minutes. And then I walk to the kitchen and I make myself a cup of coffee. That might take five minutes. That's another micro moment. And then after I make coffee, uh, maybe I walk my dog, right? Maybe that'll take 15 minutes. That's another micro moment, right? Uh, After I walk my dog, I come back upstairs. Uh, Maybe I jump on the computer for a little bit for like 30 minutes. That's another micro moment. After I jump on the computer, I go take a shower, 15, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, another micro moment. After I shower, I go pick out my clothes, what I want to wear for that day, try some stuff on, another micro moment. I get dressed for the day. Uh, maybe I hit the studio uh, and I'm spending, you know, another one to two hours, three hours in the studio. That's another micro moment. After I'm in the studio, I take a break. I go take a walk, have some lunch. Maybe that takes 30 minutes to an hour or I order some food. Another micro moment. So all our days are spent in micro moments, whether you're going to school or you have a job or you work from home, whatever your situation is, kids, whatever, micro moments. So you think about, okay, I'm looking at all these micro moments in my day and I'm thinking about every micro moment that I've spent every day for the past, let's just say six months. So if you go back six months and you think about all of those micro moments for the past six months, there's certain things that you do every day 
There's certain things that you do once a week. There's certain things you may have done once a month. But you really look at it and you get to look at it like under a microscope and you say, okay, what are some of the micro moments? What are some of the things that I did most often in the past six months? And when you look at those and you you look at the top thing in the list, well, you have the everyday stuff like, you know, I took a shower every day or I ate food every day or I did this every day. Well, maybe you made beats every day. Maybe in the past six months, one of your micro moments that you spent three to four hours every day was you were in the studio in flow state making music. And so you fast forward and you look at all this stuff and you say, okay, I did all this in the past six months. And then you start to list all the things that you did every day. And, you know, if you're an aspiring music producer and you can look at your micro moments and you say, okay, I only made music for about two to three hours per week. That's not enough to, uh, to become a music producer. Right. And then, so at that point you're able to really hold it under a microscope and dissect your micro moments and start to adjust your life, start to adjust your priorities and say, you know what, for the past six months, I didn't spend enough time making music. So for the next six to 12 months, I'm going to really take initiative and I'm going to shift my priorities. I'm going to shift my micro moments and I'm going to start to spend more time during the day being in flow state and getting in the studio or writing a song or learning an instrument, whatever it is. So that that that's a you know i think that's a super powerful way to sort of think about where you want to go uh and that goes really in line with yet you know another sort of concept that i've been talking about probably for the past year um is you know your future is hidden in your daily routine right and so you you can sort of um fortune tell your future and where you potentially um could end up uh, by the things that you do every day, right? Your everyday habits, your everyday actions, everyday micro moments. So um, I, I think this is hugely important and impactful, especially for us creators, because I don't think we realize how much time we're wasting every day or how little effort that we're actually putting in to contributing to becoming a successful you know, music producer or successful fill in the blank. Right. <clears throat> so this is, this is just some stuff we got to think about. Um, I, I think if we go a little bit deeper on it, we can say, okay, well, I know what I have to do, but why am I not doing it? Right. And I think that's a really powerful question that you want to ask yourself is, you know, you know, everyone knows how to do it. I, I think at this point, um, most people know what they have to do. If I want to lose weight, I know what I have to do. I got to go to the gym. But why am I not going to the gym? That's where, that's how deep rooted, uh, you know, we, we, we can go. Um, you know, I know that if I want to learn how to play guitar, I have to start practicing playing the guitar. Well, I know what I have to do. I'm just not doing it. So I think, you know, you guys want to really think about 
why you're not doing something and go a little, dig a little bit deeper, dig a little bit deeper and, and ask yourself, you know, why am I not doing it? I know what I have to do, but for whatever reason, I'm not. So you have to, you have to really dig deep. And I think for music production specifically, I think it's very simple. If you want to be a music producer, you know what you have to do. Step number one, and which will always be the most important, in my opinion, the most important step and the most important micro moment is that you have to get in that studio and just make music, just make music, make music, throw the distractions away, put your phone in another room. Don't think about how many beats you're going to make. Don't think about how many sample loops you're going to make. Don't, you can set goals and stuff. That's fine. But don't get caught up in the technical or the, the, or make it more complicated than it is. Keep it simple. Go back to the roots. Always get your ass in the fucking studio and spend time in there. Get yourself into flow state and just make music, make music, prioritize that and worry about the strategy later. Um, the strategy stuff pisses me off. We're, 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 we're ODing. It's, it's, it's being over complicated. It's a conversation that's being, but we're putting way too much, um, energy and, 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 um, attention to the strategy. Um, but no one's, no one's making the music. There's no, you're not making the music though. You can have the click funnel shit set up. You can have the beat stars. Where's the music? All right. You might have the music, but is the music good? Well, the music's not good because you're not in flow state enough in your day to become good at making music. Um, so let, let, let's, you know, let's shift our thinking a little bit, uh, in what we're doing and, and, you know, let's take these gems and these strategies and, and definitely pay attention to them. But all I, all I'm saying is don't let it overwhelm and consume you because there's, there's a fascinating thing that happens when you create music, you put yourself in flow state and you, you approach everything like an experiment. The answers sort of come in real time. The strategies that you're looking for and the marketing and the people you want to meet and all this stuff, those, those things sort of manifest themselves in real time, but it starts with uh, making the music. So I'm really excited about uh, our our guest today. Um, he's one of you know my good friends in the industry. Uh, I've met this guy back in 2003. I want to say um, when you know we were just kids trying to make it, and uh, you know I found his music online and we hit it off and we ended up connecting and we actually even created an album together. Um, called the art of one mind. And, uh, you know, I, I really look up to this guy. He's hugely successful. Um, been on the grind for a long time. He's one of the best music producers, uh, in, in the industry today. Um, and I'm not just saying that cause he's a good friend of mine. Um, he's produced records like power for Kanye West. Um, 
done stuff on Watch the Throne, worked with Madonna, um, Eminem, 50 Cent. I mean, there's so, so many names, um, and he's so diverse. So I want to pick his brain, talk to him a little bit about, uh, you know, the journey. He's also uh, releasing a book, which I'm super excited to read, um, called Pray, Focus, Plan, Execute. I believe he releases the book next year, but I think it's up for pre-sale now. Um, but we'll talk about that. Um, one of the most amazing human beings, um, that I've ever met. So, um, I want to welcome, um, to you guys, uh, my dude, symbolic one. All right. I'm over here connected with, uh, my good friend. Uh, like I just said, one of my, uh, favorite producers of all time, uh, symbolic one, big round of applause for S1. Yeah. Did you uh did you hear it's those? Good, uh, did you hear those hear those uh, air horns real quick? <laughs> yeah, we have to, yeah. No, I didn't hear the air horns. Okay. I heard the flaps. Okay, good. You we we threw some air horns in there too. So um so S, we're, I'm actually here uh by myself today, so it's just me and you. Okay. So uh the convo is gonna be very uh very intimate and I wanna dig into a lot of stuff. Obviously for those who don't know symbolic one um we we did have you on the podcast uh years ago yeah uh and you know obviously a lot has uh transpired since then a lot more um so i'm really excited about today so let's just start here man um first of all thank you for taking the time out joining appreciate you you having me bro for sure for sure man um so Let's start with this. For those who uh, sort of don't know, um, I'm assuming most you know of you guys listening right now probably do. But uh, for those that don't, um, you know, give them a little introduction. Um, you know where you're from, and uh, wh- I just want to go ahead and put you on the spot. Just like drop <laughs> some of the records that you've produced in your amazing, amazing career thus far. Oh wow! Um, so yes, uh, I go by the name of S1. That's short for Symbolic One. Uh, I am a two-time Grammy-winning producer. Air horn. (laughs) I'm from a small city called Waco, Texas. And um, most of y'all probably know um, Waco from two two things, either Baylor University or um, David Koresh. Nice. The Branch Davidians. Mm -hmm. And I was not part of any of those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I'm from a small city, man, and um, I just love music. Uh, I, I've been producing for quite some time now, since I think, I want to say, the like 1995. I've been, uh, been, that's when I first started to pursue music and start to, to get into art of, the art of production. Um, yeah, and uh, some of the records I produce, I've, most people probably know me most for produce or co-producing Power. Uh, by Kanye, I've produced um, "Murder to Excellence" with Swiss Beats for Kanye and Jay, the Watch the Throne album. Uh, Beyonce's "Best Thing I Never Had." Um, I produced songs for Lupe, uh, um, Madonna, Gladys Knight, uh, Keisha Cole, uh, Drake. Uh, yeah, so few, many, a few, <laughs> so a few, a few. I've heard of them before. I've heard of them before. <laughs> they have, they have a those those people have a little buzz. Yeah, they have a little bit of buzz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know it's always like so um, semi uncomfortable, like having to say that, uh, yeah, you know. It, it, 
Cause it, it yeah, because like it's so crazy because like it doesn't necessarily like in your mind, I'm sure, like it doesn't define who you are because you're just so like sort of in the moment and like moving forward on to the next thing, right? That's correct. Yeah. So obviously you you've you're multi Grammy winner. Um you've been in so many rooms, seen a lot, and, and one of the my favorite things about you know, your production is that you're so diverse. You're so diverse. And so in doing this for so long, you know, when, when, and just for some context, uh, for those listeners, you know, I've, I met S1 back in like 2003, we, uh, known each other since. Um, and you know, so we got to know each other sort of early on. And in that era, there was a specific sort of like sound and style, um, that I think we, uh, had similar interest in, right. It was like that Jay Dilla sort of like soulful sound. Eat rock, primo, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, all that stuff. And fast forwarding to now, you know, even with a record like Power, um, all of all of your production is so diverse um, and, and just so lush. So, you know, one big question that I get a lot is, you know, ill mind how how do you stay relevant, or or you know, what what's your sort of key to um, staying relevant and just being sort of like a, an active music producer and not being caught up in like being, uh, being, you know, labeled into one sort of like category. What's your strategy step out of that? So I want to ask you as like, what's been sort of like some of the keys for you having been in the game for more than 20 years and being so successful at successful at it. And still to this day, like being, just as much, if if not even more relevant than ever. What are some like simple go to strategies that you think, or things that you've done? Okay, that's, that's a great question. Um, so, and you 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 probably have the same answer that I'm about to say, but it's it's mainly two things. The first thing I would say is just always wanting to learn. Uh, I never get to a point to where I fi- I feel like I figured it out, you know. So I'm always trying to learn new things and stay. Um, stay engaged and stay motivated to learn more and, you know, from anyone. And then the second thing I would say is keeping other creatives around me. You mm. know, um, of course, like I have under my roof right now, I still have my, my youngest son, Von Beats. And the way he approaches music is different from the era I come from. So uh, I'm learning from him. I have producers, you know, that sign up my production team as well. So they send me ideas. I'm able to listen and dissect and uh, even get on Skypes with them sometime. If I have a question on, yo, how did you, how did you do this? Or what did you do to make this sound like this? So I'm constantly learning and constantly keeping just creative, dope people around me. Just, and that's the way that I think that's the key to staying relevant. I love it. I love it. And, and it's crazy because the the actions speak louder than the words you know it's like you you had a you know a recent semi you know relatively recent placement with Eminem and I'm 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 seeing some of the same kind of co-producers a lot of similar co-producers um that you're working with now are the are those guys like kind of signed to you are those like some of the some of the guys that you're working with closely yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I have a cat from Dallas, super, super talented dude by the name of Lone Star Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I signed him like a year and a half ago, so I worked really strong with him. Um, uh, Jamil Ossie, 
Uh, he's been on the team for a minute, so I work him really strongly with him. And then, of course, like uh, my guy Epic Pro, he's not—he's no longer signed to me. I signed him around 2012, 2013. But you know, we we was able to still just have a really good relationship, so we just still work together all the time. You know, and then another guy, um, uh, Kelvin Wooten, yep, who's amazing. I think he came to—I think he came to one of your blaps too. Sure but I did. actually met him. Uh, he came to my assembly, uh, my S1 assembly that I did in Atlanta, in Atlanta and wow. he played me his music. And I was already in my mind, I knew that, okay, I'm going to be working with this guy. Wow. Some and I'm going to incorporate him some type of way into what I have going. And we've been working together ever since. So, so I kind of gravitate towards, you know, I'm, I'm really big on collaboration as I know you, you, you are as well. Uh, but if I hear something, and it's interesting to me. I have no problem with grabbing people and giving people opportunities. That's just yeah. that that's just a part of me and what I love to do, you know. So um, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of just one of the one of the things that I kind of gravitate toward is just working with other people because not only am I helping them in the process of me helping them, they're also helping me as well. I love it. So, how important do you think it is to apply that mindset? as an upcoming producer you know obviously you're symbolic one you have a name you have credits you're grammy winning um do you think do you think it's justifiable for let's say you know an upcoming music producer with a couple years under their belt that's you know relatively good at what they do Mm -hmm. but also it it, would it be valuable for that uh producer to sort of uh, approach it in a similar way where they're finding people to collaborate with and not necessarily signing people to them, but maybe finding, you know, a core group of people that they enjoy working with. Do you think that could be valuable for an up and comer to do as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's strictly just networking across the board, you know, as opposed to networking up, networking with people that's, you know, it's, it's similar to us. Like, look at us, you know, like we, we started back, we, started back around, you know, knowing when we start, when we first met back in 2002, 2003. And, um, and look at us now, like that, that time spent of us collaborating with each other and doing a project together and working with different, you know, uh, different artists together. Like now look where we're at now, but it's not a sense of me hopping on your coattail when you at this level, Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 building with people, building with people that you uh, that you have a connection with. So, yeah, I feel like there's so much value in building with other like minded people and uh, and build and grow together, you know, as opposed to trying to uh, grab somebody while they're at the top, start at the bottom and you guys grow together and build together. Exactly. Um, that That's another thing that we sort of talk about a lot is like. Uh, networking across as opposed to networking upwards. So what are, yes. So in your experience, um, what are, what, what, what's sort of like an example that you might have where you networked across and then at certain, at some point years later, it became sort of beneficial for both of you guys. Um, I mean, there's been so many situations with that. I mean, even even from me and you, like starting back when we started 2003, you know, like we were just we just loved music and we were fans of each other. And we just we just worked together and we built together. So to see where we are now, 
it's crazy because we were steady elevating and growing along the way as opposed to uh, waiting till someone get at a certain level and then try to jump on. You know, so I I felt like that's important. That's important. But also like around that time when I started doing the producer showcases, uh, it was the same thing. It was being at these showcases and uh, meeting people and and building relationships. So when I got to a certain status, they were able to easily bring me in on projects because I was building a rapport with them early on prior to uh, either one of us getting to a certain status in the industry. Right. Man, uh, and I know we kind of dove into that when I, and you know, when you were on the podcast like three years ago. Um, so I don't want to do that again, but that is so powerful and amazing, you know. And I remember those moments the, you know, the yeah. shout to I Standard, like the I Standard yeah. battles, and then yep. just, oh, just, just. Money. Big up, big up, shy money. And it's, it's so many people I can name Dre, Dre and uh, a Tony at G Unit. Yeah. Just so many people that we were able to meet early on you know, uh, in our careers. Exactly. So, but before we spoke, um, you know, earlier in the podcast, um, I was basically talking about, you know, this, there's this quote that I've been sort of tossing around and I've been like pretty obsessed with it for the past year. And it's basically the quote goes, you know, your future is hidden in your daily routine. Routine. Right? Yes, I love that Yeah, too. I love that quote. And so I think about that and, and I'm like watching, you know, there's different guys that I really admire, um, like Tom Bilyeu and Joe Dispenza and so many of these guys. And they talk about this a lot, you know, the idea of um, thinking about what you spend the most time on throughout the day and sort of treating every action sort of like micro moments where, you know, this whatever series of events happens in one particular day, if you do that, you know, every day, day after day, that sort of adds up into this like big picture. Right. And so, you know, being that you've been, you know, in in the industry for a while, you know, more than two decades and you've been basically creating music, I'm going to go as far as to assume almost every day since 95, you know, um, you know, so, so in doing that, um, what are what are some of the just like really simple kind of you know uh routines and just mindsets that you were able to apply um within those years uh to allow for you to say you know what i have you know i have school or work or or kids or responsibilities but i'm able to uh you know um dedicate enough time to just being in the studio to create. So what, 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 how are you able to manage to like do that for so long, just get in the studio and, and make music? Man, I think it's, uh, and, and I, and I actually speak about this, uh, in my book quite a bit, but I think it's, uh, being able to like focus is focusing is so important mm. because it's the ability to block out any distractions or anything that pulls you away from your goal or your dream. And um, I think even now in today's time, uh, there's so many distractions, man, from social media and on your phone and thinking people wanting to, you know, do this with you or pull you this way. And you have to be, uh, you have to get to a point to where you can shut out the noise. And what I mean by that is to be able to have this laser sharp focus on what the goal is or what you're trying to do. And anything else that comes along your way and things will come because there's always things just life in in general 
that life throws at you, you know, but it's being able to saying, okay, I have a commitment to this and no matter what comes my way, I'm going to honor this commitment and I'm going to not let it pull me away from it. And I think that's one of the main things. And, and there's a certain amount of self-discipline that comes with that. And I think that's probably one of the key things that when you look at people that's successful and people that's not, I bet the successful people has a certain amount of self-discipline that uh, keeps them aligned with their, their goals, tasks, and to-dos to get it done, regardless of what happens. Wow. That that was like literally uh, a mirror image, sort of like... Uh, well, well explained version of sort of like what we're, what I was just talking about a few minutes ago before you jumped on. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's it's so crazy. Like how principles work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the, the application of principles work. It's, it's just being able to do it consistently over a period of time. And right. most people fall off. They'll they'll start some. It's the same thing with New Year's resolutions. You you have so many people that's like, hey, this is my goal. I'm gonna start out doing it. But then after two weeks or a month, they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. So if there's a certain threshold that once you pass, it becomes habit, and uh, and you just do it because it's habit now. But a lot of people don't reach that that threshold, and they fall off of doing it when when. Uh, and if they only knew that just if they were just consistently doing it over a period of time, then things will really start to happen for it. And it's just just applying principles every day. Yeah, that's so interesting because I, I feel like even now going into 2020, you know, compared to when me and you first started, there's so many more resources. There's so much information. You have YouTube Absolutely. tutorials, you have, you know, seminars that you do and that I do. And, and there's just so much amazing information. So I think mm-hmm. now, and I want your opinion on this, you know, I okay. feel like now the information is there. So I think that by default, most producers have a pretty good idea and know what they have to do. It's almost like if I want to get in shape, I know exactly what I have to do. I have to go yep. to the gym. Uh, but, and, and then you can get deeper. Like, well, do I do Pilates? Do I do treadmill? Do I do, you know, weights? Do I do soul cycle? Whatever. Pick, pick your poison. The fact is that you have to work out. <laughs> so I know what I have to do, but most people don't do it. Right. They don't. And so I think it's the same with the music production community where, most of us know what we have to do, but a lot of us just manage not to do it. So in doing this for so long, what what are some like core values or maybe even just practical things that you've incorporated in your life that allowed for you to turn to not only have the discipline, but to, to turn this into a habit, you know, like a good habit, being in the studio, creating music, getting creative, learning more. What, what are some things that you sort of could apply? Um, I, I think it's all about just, um, just changing your mindset. I think mindset is the difference between getting things done and, and being in that space to be able to, um, to, to be able to change that or, uh, or get it done or not. And what I mean by that, like, for instance, uh, about, I would say five or six months ago, man, I went through this. It was just a tough time for me Mm. and uh, just one a a really low moment because I was so off to where I needed to be. Mm. So what I did, um, 
I was I was super I was kind of just sick of where I was at at the moment, like career wise, life wise. And I was like, yo, I got to make a change. So I committed to I did like a self-discipline challenge. You can you can even call it. Hmm. So what I was doing was, OK, I was waking up at six every morning again. And I was like, no matter uh, when this alarm goes off at six, I'm going to be up. So six o'clock waking up. First thing I would do every morning is work out. So nice. I go to the gym every morning. And uh, so that was getting my physical, um, uh, you know, that was that was training my physical and, and, and getting me in, in a better uh, space as far as my body. And uh, another thing I did, usually when I work out, like I'm a music lover, so I'm always listening to music. I always have my headphones on or if I'm in the car, I'm listening to music. Uh, another thing I did was cut music out. And when I said every time I want to listen to music, whether it's working out or driving, I'm going to listen to a positive podcast instead. Mm. So I started doing that. And and while I was doing that every day, I was retraining my mind, just getting information wow. and, and, and really just realigning my mind, my mindset and getting that. So I was doing that. And then the, the last thing I was doing is I'm a big sugar fanatic. Oh, so me and I you love both. Sweets. Yeah, man, I love sweets. And I was like, okay, I'm going to cut sugar, cold Turkey. Wow. So I did that. I cut out sugar and uh, and I wind up losing like the first month. I wind up losing like twenty pounds. Wow! Uh, I had so much clarity in my mind. I was able to like communicate what I was thinking, even with uh, more efficient. And uh, I just felt great. I, I had more energy because I was working out every day. And that kind of after that thirty days, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do this. So I'm like six. I'm at like sixty days now, a little over sixty days because I just continued it because wow. I. I I, I love the results from it. And I'm going to use air horn. That's amazing. Amazing discipline, dude. <laughs> and it actually gave me more clarity on things that I'm working on now for, like, instance, my book and projects that I'm working on. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if I commit to doing this, then you actually do get results from being consistent every day. Yeah. So it's like applying these same principles to where I, on these things that I saw results in, applying them to anything that I want to accomplish. And things just happen and things just work. And even in the process of doing that, when I started to align myself back with doing these things, uh, everything else started to come through. I started getting calls from people like, yo, you know, Cole hit me like, yo, come out Mm -hmm. one session for you. And then I get a play like email come through. Yo, you got a placement on this. So everything kind of shifted. And I was like, whoa, like this is (laughs) this is crazy. Because prior to that, everything was like crickets to me. It was like and it was scary. It was like, oh. I got to change because something, it just feels like I'm out of uh, alignment with where I'm supposed to be. Wow. So once I made those hard adjustments, like everything kind of got back on, on track. Wow. Amazing. And that's that, uh, that, that's what I like to call that little X variable X factor, which oh, you can bro. call, you know, faith and, and the universe and God yes. and whatever it is like, like that's that higher power that Absolutely. you that you have no control over and, and you have no control over yep wow wow yep that and, that and and i always say control what you have control over and let god control the uncontrollable um and you Facts. know the controllable things is our self-discipline and and um us having focus and planting seeds and building relationships and positioning ourselves the things we can't control is when things actually happen yeah. You know, that's that's what you know, we, we can't control actually getting a placement or getting a number one 
on the billboard or getting a Grammy nominations. We have no control over that thing. So that's not the things we should be focused on, Mm -hmm. but we should be focused on the things that we do have control over every day. And as we're applying that, God aligns himself with our actions and he he meets us halfway on that and, and starts to come through. I love it. I love it. Can you imagine if we were all in control of getting a number one billboard record? There would be a million, there would be like a million number one spots because everyone would be in control. Yep. That's true. Numbers don't add up. Yeah. Insane. How, um, how important do you think it is to incorporate joy into what oh, you do man. in your everyday life. You know, I talk about this all the time where it's like, yes. you know, you, if, if you ask yourself, okay, is this thing I'm about to do going to be enjoyable or am okay. I not going to enjoy this? And then you sort of decide and, and commit. Um, how important is joy to you? Oh man, it's, 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 it's probably the most important things. Uh, and, and I'm the type of person like, that's just my personality. I, have a no tolerance for for just BS, you know, because I can't function like my our energy is so important and so valuable. Um, and that's one thing I learned with uh, when I was signed to Kanye and being around him a lot. He didn't even have a phone. And I, I had the chance to ask him, like, yo, why don't you have a phone? He said, because I can't afford to get a message or a call from somebody that's going to completely mess up yep. what I can create. And my and, and what I can create is the future, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and and, and it's, it's the truth because you can get the wrong people can uh, send they wrong the wrong energy your way, and it can completely mess your vibe up to yep. you know what you uh, was going to make that day. Like they can ruin that, and that could have been the one that could have been one of the ones that you know changed your whole family and changed you changed your whole life and your whole family's life. But because somebody's energy interrupted that, it can change the whole, uh, the the whole um, the result. Yeah, the whole yeah. result of that, and and it's crazy when you think of it from that in that detail of of it it, it changes their whole perspective. So at that point, it's like okay, I have to protect my space mm-hmm. and I have to protect my energy. Who's the people who are around me have to be of positive, um, have positive attitudes and and you know, not be grumpy and, and, and just have a positive mindset. And I felt like that is like one of the most important things is just surrounding your yourself with other individuals that see the same thing and just have the same uh, principles and morals and values and mindset as, as we do. Yeah. Such a big fact. Um, man. Oh my God. So, uh, I want to, I want to talk about the book. Um, I'm super, super, okay. super excited about it, man. Um, huge congrats on the book. Um, pray, fo- it, pray, focus, plan, execute. That's yes. been that's been the the symbolic one mantra for a while. Um, yes. And so the yes. book the book was sort of a natural progression. So tell us a little bit about the book, what we could expect, and when it actually comes out and stuff. Yeah, so so I'm excited about my book as well. It's called Pray, Focus, Plan, Execute: A Memoir by S. One. Uh, so it is a memoir and that basically just, um, it, 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 it highlights, um, real events and real people and my experiences, basically, it's basically my story and my experiences. And what I did with this book is I took, I wrote 21 chapters and every chapter of the book highlights a specific special moment in my life and in my career. 
Mm. You know, so uh, for instance, I have a chapter called uh, Beat Stings, B-E-Y Stings, and it highlights me working with Beyonce and and the pressure that I was under working with Beyonce, mm. you know, going into the her flying me out to New York and going into the studio with her and her telling me that she already had 75 songs for her album. And at that moment of hearing that, me having so much self-doubt of like, it's no way I'm going to make this album. She already has 75 songs and defeating mm. myself. But as that week progressed and I got into a rhythm and, a, and, a, and just really changed my mindset, um, coming out with not only making her album, but her but produce, co-producing her second single, single as well. So, uh, so each chapter is just highlighting a specific story and it really, I really dial into like what I'm feeling at the moment, what's going on within me, like my insecurities and self-doubt and how I overcame those moments and, uh, you know, just really let people inside the story and experience what I was experienced during those times. Wow. So amazing. So amazing. And, and there's been a lot of, a lot of those moments. <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, man. I, I had a good time writing this book, man, yeah. because it is it, one of the things is I feel like me personally, I didn't really get to, I didn't really enjoy a lot of these moments because it was like, okay, one thing happened. What's next? Hmm. And I was always focused on the next thing. So while writing this book, it was so therapeutic because I was actually able to, uh, reflect on a lot of things that, uh, and a lot of blessings that God has blessed me with. And, you know, just some really amazing experiences that I've, I've been blessed to have and experience, you know, wow. throughout my life. So it was, it was very therapeutic writing these, uh, journaling these stories. Wow. <laughs> wow. I can't wow. wait to read it. Um, is it available for presale or when does it drop? So, so it's very, it's, uh, pre-orders are available now on my site, uh, symbolicone.com. Okay. Uh, so you can go there, you can pre-order the book and, uh, for pre-ordering, you get like 20% off the book. So it's like 16 bucks for the hard copy. Uh, you'll get, when you receive the book, I did this like special custom packaging, uh, to make it more of like a collector's item. And those for the pre, those are pre-orders only. So that's what I'm doing, making it a little bit more special for people that pre-ordered before it actually released. Wow. And then within that pre-order, uh, custom box, I threw in some other goodies, which, I'll let the people see once they actually get the book. But I do some more things for that. And then also they get a free chapter. So once you pre-order it, uh, you'll get a, a free chapter from the book instantly to your uh, to your email. And it's just in PDF format. So you can read a chapter of the book and kind of see what the, the format of the book is. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, make sure every single one of you guys listening to this right now should go get it. Let's get this thing to the number one times New York times bestseller. Yes, you know what I'm yes. saying? That's uh, what I want to hear. get that on there. Go to symbolic one.com. So man, the book, every one of you guys should definitely go check the book out. Um, get the pre-sale. So you get the special, uh, additional bonus yes. items, additional bonus chapter, get all that stuff. Um, when is the actual uh, release date for the book? So the actual release date for the book is January the 15th of the new year. Okay. Um, yeah, it's January 15th. So pre-orders is up until the 15th of, or actually up until the 14th of January. Amazing. Amazing. So before we sort of wrap up here, um, you know, obviously, most of our listeners here are uh, upcoming music producers, right? Mm -hmm. 
And nowadays, there's just so many, so many, so many options. Uh, more mm-hmm. than me and you had in 2003, 4, 5, yes. 6. Um, which is sort of a gift and a curse, right? So nowadays you have, I can lease beats on BeatStars. I can start my own website. I can do click funnels. I can do email lists. Uh, maybe I can develop artists. Should I work with people exclusively? How much should I charge? Should I put beat tapes over on TuneCore? There's so, I think we're so um, overwhelmed by the yes. amount by the amount of options we have. So in your mind, uh, in your symbolic symbolic one, mind um what what are what are some what's some pieces of advice you can give to the upcoming producer to not feel overwhelmed by all of this and what do you think are some core um core values and core mindsets that you think worked back in 2003 that you also believe work now moving forward with all these options what are just some some core values that you think producers should think about uh coming up mm, that's that's actually a good question yeah. um I, I i think because i i deal with this too sometimes like sometimes having too many options can uh affect you more than it um helps you and i know with me in the way i think i have to keep things simple mm. when i have when i'm working with too much I suffer, uh, I suffer, uh, e- efficiency, uh, efficient wise and also productivity, uh, for, uh, being productive. Right. I suffer from being productive as well. So I have to always step back and ask myself, what are the priorities? You know, and that's from a creative standpoint, that's from a business standpoint, and that's from an overall standpoint, just life in general. Like I have to minimize things and be able to um, tell myself, okay, oh, for instance, let's just say creative wise, um, you know, there's so many different plugins and VSTs. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point that where having too, too much, I would not even start things because it's like, okay, I don't know what to use, what I want to use or whatever. Yeah. And I have to get to a point to where it's like, okay, let me just favorite my top three VSTs and let me have a folder of, the plugins that the only plugins that I use. And let me have a folder with my five best drum sounds that I picked out from everybody's kits that I love to use. Hmm. So at that point, nothing else matters, but the things that I picked out. And, and because of that, I'm able to develop such a great workflow because my mind is not having to think as much, Hmm. you know? So I, I think with up and coming producers it's being able to put yourself or put your mind in a in a in a space to where you don't have to think and overthink because that's what happens you start overthinking things you have to put yourself in a space to where you can just not think about things and let things come organically and naturally and like i said that's creatively that's that's um um in in life in general you know and getting to that space sometimes is the hardest things because we don't want to let go of the, the hardest part is letting go of things but you have to get to that point to where you can let go. Wow. I love it. So powerful. So powerful. Um, and agreed a hundred percent. Can't be overwhelmed. Too many options. Can't so keep it simple. Well, keep it simple. Keep it simple. And, and it's, and it's easier said than done. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's easier said than done, man. Cause there's so much, I mean, we have access to so much. That's what it is. It's the access. Um, 
So you have to get to and that I think that comes back around to what we were talking about earlier, just having the self this say, okay, these this is what I use, this gets the job done, I'm gonna use this. You know, um I mean I, I'm sure there's like plugins or VSTs that you've been using for ten years, but because it works, yep. you still use it. Yep. I'm still <laughs> I'm still on battery three. See still that's, printing that's what I'm saying. still using Pro Tools. Uh, Pro Tools because is a it, lot if, better if now. If it's not but... broke, don't fix it. Exactly. If if, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. And a lot of a lot of problems we create for ourselves is because we're trying to repair things that doesn't need repair. Yes. Major key. Major fact. Major yep. key. Wow. Um. S. Um. What's coming up next that you uh could mention? What do you have working on right now? Uh, in addition to the book. In addition to the book, so yeah, definitely the book, January the 15th. Uh, oh, also, uh, so the book will be available in uh, ebooks format too, and that will be on Amazon, Amazing. Barnes & Noble, and um, uh, Apple Books. Amazing. As well. Yeah, so it'll be an ebook available too. And then I'm working on getting the audiobook done as well. And um, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the audiobook. I will be... Wow. Uh, narrating the audio book <laughs> oh yeah drink you gotta drink a lot of tea and water that day yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh so in addition to the book um i have some artists that i'm working with um some new artists Amazing. who um I, I mean it's not final yet so i don't want to speak too much but like starting like an imprint Amazing. and you know, just releasing a couple artists that I'm excited about. Mm. That, that's been the whole thing with me finding an artist is like I knew that whatever artist that I wanted to take on, it has to be something that I'm super excited to to work on mm -hmm. and not just not just signing an artist just to be signing one. Uh, so I'm super excited about this artist, man. He's like he's ridiculous. I can't wait. It is, uh, bro. It's amazing, man. So I'm super super excited about that. Uh, and then with other people's projects, um, I I've been working a lot. Well, so mainly, this is kind of one of those narrowing things down. Like this year, I had a lot going on, and I started putting myself in a position to where it's like telling people no to work on certain projects because I mm -hmm. felt like it, I was um, spreading myself thin mm -hmm. energy wise and focus wise. So, so it's, it's four main projects that I've been working on, like strong, strong. And that's Eminem, mm -hmm. Lecrae, new Lecrae's new album, J Cole. And, um, on this. I heard of those guys. <laughs> Eminem, J Cole, uh, Lecrae, dang! It's one of those yeah, where right. there's so there's there's just so many. It's so overwhelming that it's like, oh wait, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Those those been the like the main projects I've been. Amazing! What what an amazing setup for 2020. Man, I'm excited, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, man. I I realized that ideas. Like, you know, just having in and I'm, I'm, I'm you're a living proof of this because I love to see every time you come out with like a new pack or, or you got the new app, which is amazing. Thank you. Um, it's it shows you that all of these started as nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Like literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was an idea. And you didn't allow that idea to remain hostage in your mind. Yes. Like you took action on that idea. And it's, it's proof that, you know, ideas are, are, are good, but ideas without execution uh, or ideas with execution recreate extreme possibilities and it yes. creates product. You know, so and like I said, you're living proof of that. So I'm always inspired when you you just consistently drop things because it's like, man, that started as an idea and he, and he acted on it. Mm. And now it's a it's a product that he gave to the world and now they can experience it. Man. You know, so so every so I'm I'm constantly thinking that way. You know, mm. even with the book, it started just an idea. It's like, okay, I'm gonna commit to it, I'm gonna get it done, you know, and um working on these projects, it starts with ideas that, mm-hmm. oh, this could be dope. Let me try this or sample packs or whatever. And it's just constantly just making sure that these ideas live outside of our head. Yes, exactly. And and it really comes in the simplest form of, I have an idea for a beat and then you lay the piano down or sound and you yep. lay the drums and the beat's finished. And that's, Steps. yeah. And, and that the, the, the types of like, uh, uh, uh you know, things that 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 fire in your brain come it comes from the same part of the brain as i'm going to make an app right because it's sort of like what you said it's sort of like an idea and then you act on it and then you know you screw it up and and you go through trial and error and you you Mm -hmm. you go through the motions but then it becomes a natural reality and then from there is possibility you hit that right on the nose man um yes man and 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 it's and it's it's one of those things to where um like he was saying earlier just the repetition of it like mm-hmm. once you do that so much then your brain is automatically locked into doing that yeah so you don't have to you don't think about it it's just a natural way of doing things i have an idea oh let me put it down trial and error figure it out and it becomes something yeah you know and and the, and it's and it's 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 pretty evident on you know because they're for instance like with you like Okay, for instance, I was looking at the podcast that I was on of the Black Chap, and it was like episode three or four, I think. Yeah, it was very early when we switched it over to the name, yeah. So what number episode are you on now? We're at one. This is 112? Yeah, 112. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. That shows consistency over time. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people start things, but they don't finish. And I think it's so – that's another thing we – uh, that we know is like completion and finishing is everything mm-hmm. because it's so easy to start things. People can start things, but it's the ability to execute it and see it through the end, mm-hmm. you know, because if you don't complete it, then it just remains just still just an unfinished idea. Right. Right. Yeah, so, so true. I think that's, I, so I think that's uh. another important part too, is being able to complete things yeah. and not have all these unfinished things just laying around that you can't, that's that's not a physical or that's not a product yet that you can do something with. Wow. You know, so being able to see a product or see an idea from creation to finish is very important as well. Right. And then it start but it starts with envisioning it. You have to envision it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have wow. to. That that's that's one of the most major keys we've we've ever received here on the podcast. So I'm gonna give you a little uh air horn. I'm saying wow um s uh cannot wait for the music in 2020 i already know you're gonna be all over the place 
I'm excited about what you because I know you got some stuff. Man, uh, I got to stop yeah. messing around and start. No, it's just a few things coming. Definitely excited. You know, it's one of those things where I, I, I feel like we always we every time we talk, it's always like the thing where it's like, well, you're you. There's an abundance of work to be done, but mm-hmm. like you, you know, you kind of can't predict it. And then yeah. like there's like uh like uh something happens in real time that like changes it from yeah. like the potential to like oh wow like I didn't know that was gonna happen too yeah man you know and and that's and, and that's that's so that's so true ill because like I actually talk about that in the book and mm. uh, actually in our chapter the chapter you in like I have a yes. I have a chapter with uh with uh ill in the chapter and it's called A O O M activated and that basically stands mm. for order one mind which is the project we released back in what two thousand five five four yeah yeah. 50405 and um and I speak on that because you know one thing that we have figured out or that we know is that nothing's guaranteed mm-hmm. you know but but we move accordingly to that now yeah it, you know we just work mm-hmm. and plant the seeds and at some point we know it's going to come back we have no idea when it's going to happen for us and when it's going to come back to us but we know if we keep planting the seeds at some point it's going to come back you know and I think that's something that we developed early on because we had, a, you know, we would have these same talks, you know, about things that we had. And then most of it never came to fruition. Some of it did, mm-hmm. uh, but most of it never came from it. But that just really just taught us to you just got to plant seeds and move to the next seed and not focus on these things. When they come back is when they're when they supposed to come back. Exactly. And we have no control over that. But we do have control over the actual planting seeds. Exactly. Exactly. Facts. Yeah. Facts, 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 facts. Um, S, thank you so much, man, for joining me today, bro. Oh man, I appreciate you having me, man. It means a lot, bro. And I'm like I said, I'm super proud of everything that you that you've done, uh, that you're doing right now, and that you're gonna accomplish, man. Because it's it's pretty it's pretty obvious where you're headed, man. Oh, <laughs> likewise, man. Likewise, you're headed to the moon, man. You're headed to the moon, man. Likewise, dude. Uh, I cannot wait for the, all the music, man. Make sure you guys pre, pre you know pre order that book. Pray, focus, plan, execute. Go to SymbolicOne.com. Get the pre-order version so you get all the free goodies. um, And make sure you cop the book, ebook, physical copy, January 15th. Pray, focus, plan, execute. Symbolic One, thank you so much, man, uh, for joining today. Legendary episode. Um, Man, let's give a round of applause to Symbolic One. Thank you, my G. We'll talk soon. All right. Have a good one, man. You too, brother. I'll be talking to you soon, of course. Yes. All right, dude. All right, bro. Peace. All right, peace. Shout to shout to my boy, man, Symbolic One. Um, hopefully you guys got some uh, you know, some insight uh from that, some value from the conversation. Um, you know, my man S one has been at it for a very long time. You heard the people he's working with. Um, now and all the stuff he's done and just so much insight. Um, I can't wait to get the book. Can't wait to read it. Um, honored to have my own chapter in there. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. Um, what a great episode. Really just want to continue to bring you guys value. Uh, like I said, man, um, all the stuff we talked about earlier in this episode, I really, really meant, um, from my soul, you know, let's, uh, and it's funny that, part of that conversation also bled into my conversation with uh symbolic one but 
let's not overcomplicate things. Let's not be too overwhelmed by doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this. Keep it simple. If you want to be a music production, you want to be music production, you want to produce, just get in there and produce, man. Enjoy, prioritize the joy, get yourself into flow. Don't worry so much. Don't over strategize, over complicate. And I promise you, um, the the answers will come and things will start to reveal themselves. Just like we talked about in that little that little X factor that you cannot predict, that you have no control over. Um, you have to allow for the universe to present that X factor to you. And it's going to be different for every person, right? It's different for S1. It was different for me. It's going to be different for you too. So um, do the work, allow for those hidden X factors to manifest in your journey. Um, and then you could plan accordingly and start to maneuver in that way. So shout to you guys, man. Shout to our subscribers. Uh, welcome to our new listeners. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, that repost button. Um, and we will see you at the next episode. This is Blab Chat. I'm Ill Mind. We're signing off. Peace.